Hello and welcome to season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. And this time, the herd is heard. I'm John Mellis. Joining me as always, our networking aficionado, king of the coffee stations at in-person events, and oracle of the occasional online version, Andrew Smith. Hi, Andrew. Hi, John. Good to see you again. How are you? And you. I'm good, thank you. Now, we've mentioned this before. If the first season was a theory part, this time out it's a practical. All our guests are at varying stages in their own networking journeys. So far, we've met Siobhan Jaffrey, Phil Anderson, Darren Agasold, Richard Corrigan, Graham Forbes. In a moment, add to that list James Allen from Flux. But before we do that, and I think you're savvy to this now, let me ask, can you remember where your networking path first crossed with James's? Yes. I think it was I met James's business partner, Mark Fowlis, first. Then was introduced to, to James. Then we're a meeting. Then I bumped into him uh, once out of a coffee then he came to one of our, our networking events. So no disrespect to Mark, Mark's okay, but James is outstanding. So it's kind of like working up towards <laughs> making contact with James. Yeah, welcome, James. Before we get on to your past mm-hmm. and how you started your networking journey, tell us about Flux. Give us a brief sort of potted history of Flux, if you like. Yeah, so in brief, Flux is a, a branded agency, small but mighty. Uh, there's two of us in the business, um, and we work with customers to help establish who they are as a brand and ultimately connect with our customers and build loyalty. Okay. And did you start networking with Flux? Was that your first experience of it? Yeah, no, Flux, uh, Flux was definitely my first sort of delve into the networking world. Prior to that, I'd had jobs where I was very much sort of the man behind the curtain. So when we kind of started Flux, I thought, right, we're going to have to step out of that curtain uh, and start doing some sales and networking. So yeah, ABN was my, my first port of call and um, three years down the line and still going strong. I think I mean will answer this, but how did you feel when you started out networking? Did you have any, any nerves? On a scale of one to ten, how daunting was uh, it? Ten, absolutely ten, if not eleven. Yeah, I, I was massively terrified. Actually, I felt really out of my comfort zone quite quickly. I kind of built in my head something that I thought it was and what I expected it to be, and it wasn't. I put a lot of pressure on myself, but yeah, I remember stepping in that first M4, feel like a bit of a duck out of water, uh, and feeling yeah, uncomfortably nervous. This is this is where Andrew asked that question, and I was going to follow up with, "What were you doing behind the curtain?" But that's true. That's another story for another day. <laughs> it's the, the after the show show. Yeah. Um, so you you didn't actually have the experience of networking on behalf of someone else before you did it for your own company. But mm-hmm. I'm wondering if when you did go out there and sort of do it for your own company, if that maybe even added a layer of pressure that wouldn't otherwise have been there because yeah, it, you're representing yourself. Exactly, yeah. I think it massively did, John. Um, I, as I said, I put a lot of expectations on myself because I was in my head, I was going to go to a network event, I needed to come out with sales. And if I don't come out with sales, I failed. And I didn't realize that really that's not what networking is about, although that's the ultimate goal, but that's not how you do it. You don't go into an event and just think, I've won three sales. Some people maybe do, but I think with the nature of our business and what we do, that was never going to go happen. So yeah, I did. I felt a lot of pressure from myself and to go in there and deliver and come out with some sort of result. And when that didn't happen the first time, yeah, I kind of beat myself up about it a bit. And then I started building an understanding of the networking world. And then I thought, ah, okay. So I don't need to beat myself up so much about this, you know? Okay, a couple of, couple of uh, follow-up questions in a mm. minute after, after I speak to Andrew about this. Andrew, the, the, the idea of going into that room and, and beating yourself up if you don't come out with sales, how many times have we come across something like this? And it really isn't the object, is it? 
yeah, many, many times, and I'm sure it'll be going on in the heads of, of newer networkers at, at, at the moment, either heading to an event or coming back afterwards, you know, questioning whether or not they did the, they did the right thing. And it's understandable. All businesses need to make sales. All sales or BD people have to make sales. And they may have been given some guidance by a, you know, by a boss, by a colleague that doesn't understand networking and says, you need to go make sales and or says to them afterwards, what did you get from it? As in, what sales did you make? But, you know, as we know, as we heard from, from the guests, it's the long game. You know, if you go there, be yourself, people pick up on that, build relationships. There'll be loads of sales in the long run, but it's a networking event. It's never called a making sales event. You said there, you, you learned as you went on, James, that uh, it wasn't about that. When you say you learned as you went on, was that um, just learning from experience of going to more of these events or did you have some sort of assistance? Yeah, I probably had some sort of assistance, to be honest. I, um, after I did the, the first M4 event with ABN, I kind of decided to sign myself up for the ABN training. And that was a bit of an eye-opener. And I, I really enjoyed that. And that, Andrew really kind of painted that picture of what more to expect and how to go about doing it, which was was massively powerful, you know. And suddenly that pressure that I'd kind of put myself was kind of lifted to a degree because I thought, you know what, it is about building the relationship and long-term goal rather than, going in there and bashing out some sales, which completely changed my approach. Because when I went to the first event, I kind of had overly planned a bit of a script of things I wanted to say, and it was sell, 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 and then hopefully they buy, buy, buy. And then I kind of felt a lot more relaxed about just being myself and, yeah, talking about business, but talking about myself as well, you know, and Mm. letting people build an understanding of James rather than just flux, you know, and uh, what we did, but also how I did it and why... Why choose me over other people, you know, which was completely different, completely different approach from the first go. You know? And just getting a quick angle on, on this idea of, of the pressure that you were under when you're going in thinking that you had to sell. Had you ever been in a, a selling position before where you were, that was your job? No, I hadn't. I, although I, was, I always tried to, tried to do in previous roles and previous jobs, there was kind of an element of if you can bring in sales, fantastic but there was never an expectation there and now there was an expectation you know uh, and I yeah completely handled it differently or wrong realistically which yeah I probably should have done some of the the thought before I went into it rather than just straight into the deep end and that's what I kind of straight into the deep end I need to make some sales the thing the thing with that is you're making mistakes that we hear over and over so it's not like you're you're you know on your own when you're you're talking about this (laughs) We had a guest recently who said when he went into networking events first, he used to speak to other people in his industry, not because he liked them as such, but he knew if they were speaking to him, mm. they weren't chatting to potential clients and they weren't winning any business. Yeah. I would ask if, if you do the same thing, but is there anything you actively do to make yourself more memorable in networking environments now, easier to recall for the people that you've met? I think going down that personal route, what I tend to do a lot more now is actually ask them more questions about them personally rather than professionally, which I think helps long-term build a bit of a bond. You know, ask about their family, even ask about the weekend they had and stuff like that. When before I would kind of go straight and say, what's your business? What do you do? And now I kind of go, how are you? You know, did you have a nice weekend? And have you been doing that long? And then gradually edge into that kind of conversation. It sounds a little bit more, you know, contrived than it actually is but it's definitely that sort of fluid notion of going through the personal to get to the business you know and and which I kind of feel builds just a better bond straight away sometimes really we maybe don't even speak about the business but as I said it's that long term you know I get to know that person you know 
um, which I always kind of feel that's my sort of angle of going in at it, which I feel it worked. I think it's a, it's a bit more natural way of doing it rather than what's your business and what do you do, you know? You've been to several different networking formats now, including with ourselves. Do you, you mentioned our, our more structured format, the M4 events. Do you prefer the events that are more structured like that, or do you prefer those that are very lightly structured or almost no structure or, or somewhere in between? I kind of like a bit of both. I quite like the, the structured event um, that you kind of put on, that there is almost, there's that looser bit at the start and a looser bit at the end, but there's a structure in the middle. And I quite like the fact that cards are on the table and everybody knows that we're here to network and we're here to talk. So I like the fact that it kind of gives you both opportunities, but I think there's a time and place, but I think whenever you're doing it, you have to kind of handle them slightly differently. Speak to people, you know, and not just speak about yourself, speak to them and listen to what they're saying is always something that kind of comes across regular in these things no matter what the platform is but the structured I feel works for me but sometimes almost it kind of depends on how I'm feeling at the time you know um that I do quite like the more fluid sort of people in a room and you just kind of work the room I think there's a time and place for both to be honest and I think it depends on the person depends on their character what might work for them how have you benefited over the last three years from your networking I suppose both yeah personally and professionally as well yeah, that's it. You know, I think for me, the massive value has come from really personal development. That There's no denying that my involvement in ABN and networking has helped our business. So that is just a given. But a byproduct of that was it's helped me personally as well. You know, um, I, I've massively grown in confidence um, when it comes to talking about the business or being into a, a group of people and being able to work the room which I could have never done before. And, and that's something that I never thought I could do. But now, yeah, it, it's, it's almost, I wouldn't quite say it's second nature, but it, it's heading that direction, which I didn't expect. I did not expect that that would happen, you know? And that, that has been, you know, it's absolutely priceless to have that personal development in there as well. Do you feel your networking skills are, are still developing? And is it something you're aware of working at, either before or after an event, or is it more kind of coming from the experience of each event? I think a bit of both. Once again, I think there's definitely more for me to learn and to get a bit smoother at and get, um, I probably still, that sort of personal and business approach, I still need to get that balance in that. I do find that I go into a networking event and come out with friends more than I come out with business. Business is still the goal at the end of the day. And I still need to kind of get better around talking about the business and what it does and how we can help businesses. So that's still something I'm working on. But yeah, definitely with experience, that becoming better. But I'm kind of going at it with that mind of, I need to talk a little bit more about this. You know, um, friends is great. You know, building relationships is great. But business is still the, the, the goal at the end of the day. Although it's not the forefront as it once was, it's still there and it still exists. And I have to be mindful of that. But the more I do it, the better I get at it. As, as with most things. It, it's interesting, isn't it, Andrew, that everyone seems to have a different preference for the networking style that they prefer, the format that they prefer. James was talking there about um, quite like the M4 where, you know, everyone in the room knows exactly what they're there for. And you sit there in, in groups of four, whereas I prefer being in a, a room and just sort of milling about and chatting to people. The M4 thing, I'll tell you what it is. You know what puts me off M4, Andrew? 
The whistle? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the idea when you're sitting opposite someone, it's a bit like, you know, when you see in the, in the movies and um, the prisoner comes out from one side and sits in front of the glass with the phone <laughs> and someone's, somebody's sitting opposite them. That's the feeling that I get. Like, I'm the prisoner that's on the phone. So I just feel, I feel trapped in the room at the time, unfortunately. We'll get phones for the next day um, four if you, if you want. <laughs> get to your place first, then yeah. invest in Listen, the we'll, yeah. get, we'll get sponsored by DF Communications. They can provide the phones. It's a whole thing, Andrew. It's a whole thing. So we get sponsored by Peterhead Prison and maybe go there and just make a bit more theme. <laughs> Absolutely. I could tell we, we want to do a live event. Why not Peterhead Prison? Why not? Why not? That'll be a first. <laughs> um, this isn't necessarily a networking related question as such, more one, I guess, connected to the pandemic because it's affected businesses everywhere to some degree. How did it affect Flux? I mean, I suppose if the works there is something where a lot of the time you'd be able to operate remotely. Yeah, you know, we, we work from home anyway. Um, so it, there was never that problem. I've worked from home now for, well, since we started Flux, let's say four years. So there was never that sort of issue with home working. Um, although I did have to work at home with my partner and my kids at one point, which was challenging. And I kind of had to move things around. How did I like the idea of working nine to five or thereabouts, you know, Monday to Friday or thereabouts. But it became that I would work more in evenings and there was a little bit more flexibility how we worked. And we worked through it. We didn't have a choice in how we did it. But yeah, it was definitely challenging. There was nothing we could do. We just kind of got on with it. You just kind of put your head down and um, get on with it, you know. Let's not wallow in it. Let's just do it, you know. You missed the in-person networking events. Have you managed to, to make a start with them yet or, or any coming up soon? I did massively miss them, and probably more than I actually realised. I really miss that interaction. There's only, there's only two of us in business, you know, and, and okay, we've got our clients and stuff, but it's probably something that I miss from my days of working in an office environment is that, um, you know, that relationship building with people. And it's what I kind of was keen to kind of get back to with um, the events, was to go back and actually go into a room and just speak to other people about other things. I haven't actually made step yet although I'm supposed to be but due to car trouble I didn't make it but I'm really keen to go back I think I am signed up for the next one and go back and just um yeah, get back to the norm it kind of is norm now to do things like that so yeah can't wait when you are networking and I know you said that you've taken it away from sales and you just go in there now and you try and make connections you make friends whatever but when you are networking as a business do you have targets attached to your spend as such or goals that you set for yourself and do you prepare for events in any special way? We prepare in terms of how we're speaking about things you know so when we're kind of speaking about the business it's not so much sales driven anymore it's actually more educational driven is what we kind of do there is a bit of a misalignment with the world about what branding is and what branding does so we've kind of decided now that we're regularly having conversations with people that you know that you know this is what we do and they say oh I didn't realize that's what that was so now we kind of use network of it almost as an educational platform rather than just a sales platform. So in terms of sales targets to meet and what we expect from it isn't really there. You know, it's almost just spreading the word and educating people that this this is what it's about beyond flux. It's it's beyond us. It's about what that brand it is and what that impact is in businesses, which is a different way of doing it for us rather than we talk about what we do. It, it's um, it's higher level, but I think in the long term it's going to be more powerful. If you look back to when you were a networking newbie, what would you tell yourself preparing now to go in that room or thinking about the newbies that are, you know, got an event coming up next week? 
just one bit of advice that you would that you would give them before they make a start. Yeah, yeah, lighten up. Just lighten up. Don't take it too seriously. Go in there, have fun. Don't put too much pressure. So just enjoy it because it is. It's good fun. It's a good laugh, you know. And it you shouldn't be putting yourself under pressure for it. So just yeah, lighten up and get on with it, you know. And just see how it goes. I'll give you an option on this one, James, because your answer may come from, from personal experience. And if it does and you're happy enough to share it, that's great, but you don't have to. Okay. Sort of the polar opposite of Andrew's previous question. If Andrew's looking for that bit of advice that you give to someone for networking, I'm looking for the one thing you would absolutely stress to someone to, to avoid doing at a networking event. You know, under no circumstances do this one thing. What would that be? Talk about yourself continuously. You know, I think it's a two-way street. You're building a relationship. If you just go in there and talk about me, me, me the whole time, you're not going to build a relationship with anybody. I think it's more about listening than it is about talking. I think it's a, it's a mistake that I probably made, and I think a lot of people do, is they just go in there with a script and say, right, we need to talk about X, Y, Z. But realistically, yeah, don't do that, you know, and be more natural with it and, and listen, talk to them. Let the conversation dictate what you say rather than what your script says. You know, and you'll find that you'll build relationships so much quicker with that. And as I said, get into the personal stuff as well. Speak to people about what they're up to at the weekends and what they enjoy doing and stuff like that, not just business. So I think, yeah, don't don't be overly scripted and uh, don't just talk about yourself. That is great advice. I've also got to remember as well too, it's very often, it's very often nerves as well too. Once the conversation goes on, somebody settles a little bit, the, the talking quickly, they're talking just about themselves. That's just nerves, but if it can move beyond that, unfortunately, that switches some people off. But you'll see the conversation moves on, becomes more two-way as they settle down. Yeah, that's when you get into a proper proper conversation. James, finally, you, you talked about maybe trying to adjust the balance a little bit. Still, your natural style, you know, of speaking to people, asking about them, yeah, sharing a bit about you as well. Too. You talked about maybe sort of adjusting, trying to make sure it's in the back of the mind. Yeah, it's, it's a business event. The very end goal, yeah, is to, is to win more business. But are you aware of, of other ways that you'd like to, to improve your networking from this point? I think I would really like to improve my ability when it comes to speaking in groups. You know, I, like, I quite like when you're in a networking event and you kind of get one person comes in, you can speak to them. But it's almost speaking to three or four people at the same time, but sort of working that group so everybody's involved rather than sort of people feeling a bit left out. So I, I, I like the idea of making sure that if somebody does join your group, which happens regular, to bring them into the fold, bring them into the conversation and let them feel more at home. So almost taking some of, making their journey a little bit easier because it's not easy to walk up to a group of people and cut halfway into a conversation. So it, it's almost thinking about it, not just about me, but about them as well. It's something that I, I want to kind of learn to do more because I think that in turn makes you a better networker. It's not just about you. and probably an ongoing thing I've said, it's not just about you, it's about the other people as well. And if you can get in a group of three, four people and you kind of speak, now maybe you've got the floor for that moment and you're telling your story, it just makes sure that everybody's involved in that. And I think that that's, that would be a massive help to anybody, but me as well. It's definitely something I need to work harder doing. Well, it's, it's kind of advice. And the thing is, Andrew, if James is doing that, it does. Now, Andrew's got this thing for however many there are in a group where you can you can effectively go and join in. Now, remind me of this, Andrew, because what James is saying there, I think, directly impacts your idea of if it's a three and there's someone hanging on the side, then you can go and start a conversation with number three if one and two are talking. If it's a four, et cetera, et cetera. Remind me of that idea again. There are different group sizes where, in general, 
it works better if you're going to, to join them or somewhere it doesn't work quite so well. But the more people that have that, that approach of, yeah, not just making others feel, feel welcome when they go to join their conversation, but then pulling them into the conversation, if more, you know, when more do that, it makes a more enjoyable experience for, for everybody. You know, that idea of, you know, saying, what do you think about this, Gene, after Gene has just joined the conversation? That's a, that's a huge thing to do because anybody joining, you know, a group of four or five or six, that was probably quite intimidating anyway. So to have one person then saying, you know, oh, but, you know, but, but what do you think? Not, what do you think? But, <laughs> what, do you, what do you think of this? That That's huge. And that almost overrides the group size thing if people are that inclusive. Excellent advice. Now, that is episode six in season two of Cows Not Cow, how to make your networking really work. The herd is herd. Our aim is to help you in your networking journey through showcasing the journeys of others, maybe similar to your own. We'll highlight people at various stages on that networking process, and every single one of them has value to share with you. Next time, we meet Mark Hay of Henderson Loggy. In the meantime, if you want to catch up with any of our podcasts so far from season one or season two, make sure you follow us on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. We're out there everywhere. And please feel free to rate and review our podcast as well. If you'd like to find out more about Andrew, the art of networking or the networking scene in Aberdeen, Scotland, check out abnworks.co.uk for some more networking blog tips. That's abnworks.co.uk. And you'll find Andrew on LinkedIn as well, where he's always happy to make new connections and chat about people's networking questions, experiences and challenges. Search Andrew Smith from Aberdeen Business Network on LinkedIn. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening.